The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Um, this Gospel reading today had me thinking about uh, the, the law of conservation of energy, believe it or not. Um, you know, that law that says energy cannot, can neither be created nor destroyed, it just change into, changes into a different form. I may have gotten that slightly wrong because I am, is that a physicist, I guess? I, I don't know. Um, but the point is, is that uh, this substance of all of creation, everything that you see around you, everything that you can't see that's there nonetheless, this is all infused with the only substance that ever existed in the beginning, and that is God, right? And what was that substance but love and wisdom, so love and truth. Um, there's something really beautiful to look around you and imagine that everything has the potential of being that good, right? Um, all created matter, all of it, bodies, people, animals, everything. With our limitations and frailties, um, the way that humanity is corruptible, right? We need the incorruptible nature of God to initiate a work of salvation. And last Sunday, we or Monday, Sunday, celebrated Christmas morning, right? We celebrated the birth of 
um, our Savior, the birth of God made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And that's exactly what we are talking about when we talk about the fact that we practice an incarnational faith, right? That God was made flesh. He chose to seek us out. He chose to come down and put himself in the form of a man, Jesus of Nazareth, so that he would draw near to us knowing that his incorruptibility, if that's a word, could offset this corruptible nature that we take on here on earth. He does this in order to reclaim everything that's his to begin with, right? Remember, nothing was made outside of God's will. Nothing. Everything you see is God. So he did this to reclaim, to restore all of creation back to its original intended state of shalom, of peace, of this perfect unity, this perfect creation that at some point went awry. We know that in God's incarnation, salvation is permanent. It's not just this abstract thought that happens in the future, way down the line at the end of, you know, our days here on earth. No, it's happening right now. Salvation, each and every one of us, and in each of every one of those people that are laying outside of these walls. It's happening right now. Happening perpetually throughout time. God broke into this world so that the incorruptible nature of God's self could do what the law proved to be impossible for man to do. And that is to fulfill it perfectly. Right? We are not perfect created beings. We make mistakes. And we have to stand back up and try again. And we have to say, I'm sorry sometimes. But God, knowing that we couldn't get it perfect, came to fulfill that law for us so that all creation is redeemed and restored to that holy state. Nothing is left untouched by God. We can no more stop salvation from happening than we can defy gravity. We participate in it regardless of whether or not we know exactly how it works. It just is. Remember how I said energy can neither be created. Well, I didn't say that, to be clear. That was Einstein, far, someone far more intelligent than me. But he said energy can neither be created nor destroyed just changes form. I wonder what that looks like in the case that we are called to emanate or, um, yeah, emanate this light that John is talking about, right? Being created of the light, which is God, which is Jesus, right? We know the light within us needs to be witnessed to, um, it's not unlike the line in the first reading that says, um, what is sown in it 
springs up, right? So we are not the light, of course, just as John says. We are not the light. But God's incarnation, the moment that God broke into this world, that light touched us and was implanted in each and every one of us. So how do we go and shine that light forward out into the world? How do we be a witness to that light? How are we each, in our different ways, being called to be a witness to that light out in the world, to our neighbors? How do we cultivate the light that was gifted to us, that grace upon grace? We can know something of this light and imitate it or reflect it the best way we know how by showing our neighbors love, by showing all of creation love. As I was driving here, I passed by a billboard. Um, It was an advertisement for KSBJ, and it just says, rooted in love. And I thought, what a simple phrase to carry around with us from day to day to remind us what we're rooted in, to remind us what we were created in and what great potential we have to be a light in the world and a world that needs light. We can do this. You are doing it as a church. I think on the back page I saw where... um, This month's Love in Action. For the month of January, we will be collecting in-kind donations for Hope Center Houston. That is being the light, folks. Simple as that. Now, that's something you do collectively as a community. But you do things in different ways in your unique individual um, life experiences that also shine forth the light. And this is what John means when we're called to witness. That light is the sign of the incarnation, still walking around, walking among us, breathing, sitting right next to you in the pew today. And that is the sign of incarnation, working its salvation in and through all of us. But make no mistake, it does require a response. So, Whether we accept or decline, or whether we believe or resist believing, regardless of any of that, though, the basic truth remains the same. We all were made of God's love, for God's love, for God and for one another, regardless if you believe or not. So... Lying outside of these walls, or, I mean, believe or not, you are participating in salvation, in the work of salvation. Again, kind of like the law of gravity. Whether or not you are actively participating in it, or if you have any um, uh, control over whether or not it's happening, because we don't have control over salvation. Thank goodness. I'm grateful it's not in our hands. But I'm more grateful 
that God is working salvation in everything, all of creation, even despite the brokenness that you see around you in the world. And that's something to be grateful for. So, friends, go out. Be the light to someone, anyone. And see the ways in which a garden springs up from that. Amen.